So Mark Pattinson. <laughs> Second place. How are you feeling about that? Pretty good. Uh, when you uh, have Christoph from the field, second place is as, pretty much as, as good, good as it's going to get. And I've got a hat trick against him now, so <laughs> it feels good. I'm happy to come back and get second. It was it was hard. Let's see, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just old. <laughs> it seemed harder. Maybe I missed half my effort, but um, it was like, the last two or three days are pretty hard and stressful. It's hard for me to think of you mistiming an effort because you ride this with such great uh, uh, experience and knowledge. And going in, you always ride so well as far as your pace goes. Tell us a little bit about this year because uh, the course was so different with the climbs coming up out of Camp Verde. It really uh, it, it made a big difference. Yeah, the, the change in the course certainly made a big difference and it actually helps me because apart from Christoph, nobody else was over the top in Flagstaff to take any tailwinds that night. Whereas in previous years, I'd lose four or five hours to guys whipping along at 25 miles an hour to Tuba City and Kayenta. So we saw this last year, so I was actually, you know, much as it's a brutal stage, at a time where people are, you know, at the end of their first full effort, full first real effort looking for sleep. It, I think more of the issue this year was there was no help, there was no wind. I mean, there wasn't a lot of headwind, but there was, there was just very little tailwind. There was nothing to roll with, and there were no free miles. I mean, I don't think I felt any tailwind at all until maybe briefly in Pagosa Springs, but until the last two or three days, there was nothing. There was a bit of, obviously, there was some wind in Kansas, which blusted up overnight on that one night. Um, so all the times the slower and I think people the DNF rate's higher because people are working a lot more. They're always on and not off, not getting a chance to be off without realizing they're trying to keep moving. Um, so I was comfortable with that and I you know recognized that everything was going to be slower. Um, yeah, I'm used to usually chasing to sneak in the second place in the last night and irritate people, but I was. Um, I was kind of there with a lot of guys up, you know, from early to midway through the race. And then I got, maybe got a bit lazy and didn't keep my discipline and didn't break away, didn't get away from the people I should have got away from early enough. And, and then kind of was, was fighting a bit of a rearguard action into the last night, really. I mean, but definitely, because Guido Lair was actually very, very close to you for quite a while. Yeah, Guido... Um, took me by surprise um, you know I was looking at the usual suspects and even amongst the people up there and with I guess from the you know, two days ago it became clear that Guido was going to be the one who's strongest and I, I kept thinking I'd put him to bed and then all of a sudden apparently he wasn't asleep um, and then he tried to, un he tried to under, uh, undercut the sleep yesterday morning and snuck ahead of us, and then we made a couple of little errors, um, and all of a sudden I'm behind, thinking, oh my god, it's, you know, this is time to play. Uh, this is not where I get past. Exactly, <laughs> I'm supposed to be getting ready to go, and we'll finish it off by now, and, and enjoy the fact that I'm ahead in the Appalachians, and I know no one's catching me. Um, so I had to work very hard all day yesterday, and I was, I was telling somebody today, I effectively did 14 hours of of hill, hill intervals. Every time I saw a hill, I rode up as hard as I could. 
and then recovered on the descent and did it again for 14 hours. And my times for those three stages are the fastest I've ever done easily. And that was enough to keep him away. And, you know, I always have that risk as well with the sleep as well. That there's no guarantee when I wake up I'm going to ride a bike. Um, and my crew are great at teasing that out of me, but sometimes it just doesn't catch. And that's why we're more disciplined with more sleep than most people. But going into last night, I knew I couldn't sleep more than an hour under any circumstance, because, you know. But we, we snuck under an hour, and, and the guys did an amazing job, because when I first woke up, I had, I had no clue where I was. So they, they got me going. I went, you know, I had to get me back off the bike, another seven minutes sleep, so rearranged the deck chairs a little bit, a couple of choice words, and all of a sudden I woke up and off I went. Choice words. Maybe we can just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who aimed at me or I was aiming them out to other people, but something clearly clicked because it's, 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 it's pretty digital. I'll, you know. I've got to say, this is the most fatigued I've ever seen you at the finish line. Yeah, well, usually I finish in the evening, so I have all day to sort of recover from, okay. from the night. <laughs> this is just so much love. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel pretty beat. Emotionally beat as well as, as physically. I mean... I was able to protect the body until the last two days, mm -hmm. probably more so than normal because it was the conditions. You know, I didn't have to. I, 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 you could look after yourself, knowing that other people weren't. Um, but then I, it was absolutely full on for the last 36 hours. What was it like for you to have that kind of adrenaline and be in that kind of a race where you're the one being chased here at the end? Surprising. Um, it's different, right? It's a different mentality because if you're chasing and you're timing when you want to go by guys, I try to make sure I go by them at the point of most pain for mm -hmm. them. Whether as tired as they're going to be, as, as they've seen me coming for days, and I try to just blow through them, and then they mentally it's too much, and then I can stop. It's like one big effort. Um, and then you, I can coast in from, you know, wherever that might be. Um, usually right before Hancock. Um, so to know that you're going to be fighting all the way, you know, keep thinking, all right, hopefully I'm done. Oh, no, I'm not done. <laughs> right, I got to do another big day, another big effort. So, you know, it is hard, a bit more, you know, I'd rather be chasing. Them. In fact, when we did get past yesterday morning, I kind of felt, all right, that's all right, I'm good, I'm back where I want to be. Yeah, it's best to be behind. Um, and, and we caught up pretty quickly, and and then, and, and, and yeah, you know, it's, it's tough to undercut sleep if you're not used to it. Because yeah, it pays off with time, but your day is not a fun day. Right. It's not a fun place to be, riding a bike with no sleep. So you're in the perfect state of mind to ask. You're 49, correct? Race age? 48. 48. Ah, so we got one more year. Because every time we talk, it's, ah, uh, this is my last Ram, George. And I'm like, yeah, right. Um, but we really want to see you come back for that 50 plus. <laughs> that could be the only thing that after now, obviously, I can't say never coming back because people are fed up with hearing it. Um, <laughs> but next year, I, I will I'll be very, very unlikely scenarios. This will be racing solo. Maybe I'll do a two man team or something. Um, but when I'm 50, yeah, we'll see where we go. There's a record out there that, you know, under normal conditions, I think I could, I could be. Um, 
it's always nice to have a record, even though you know someone else will be it. But, um, you know, it's good, it's been fun. It's been a, yeah, I love the whole year, around all the, the whole prep, from when I start training properly in October and working with people and looking for ways to improve and working with the crew and this year's crew were excellent, just staggeringly good, because it was grueling for me, which puts them under more pressure. And, and you know, I, I, we had a lot of fun amongst that, which we always try to, otherwise, what's the point? Now, you've done a number of Rams. Uh, it's not a job for you. It's a, a hobby and something you do for fun. But uh, kind of at what point do you decide, okay, I'm going to go ahead and make the commitment to do this again this year? Well, it usually starts with an absolutely not in June, obviously, and then it, you know, July comes and goes without thought, and August, occasionally it might cross your mind, but then people start asking you, and you immediately look at them like they're crazy, and then that sort of puts a seed of doubt in your mind that maybe you are going to race after all, and, and then I'll lay out my ear and see what else is going on, um, see if there's anything else I really want to do. And, Works with the family and stuff, and uh, and then commit mentally, you know. But my training won't. Will be. The, I'll, I'll ride ride oh, a bike. Ride I'll do the same. Up to March, I'll do the same thing every year, whether I do Ram or not. I might do the, an extra trip or something in January, but just because I'm getting away with it. So back to this year, what was it like for you hitting the finish this year uh, under the circumstances that you've been uh, putting up with, being so different? Uh, was it more of a relief to get to the finish? I mean, you had a fantastic performance. No, not a relief. It was, it was nearly more, I want to say more enjoyable, because some of the, the other finishes I've had have been usually outperforming expectations. People's expectations have been really re rewarding. Um, but this was, this was, this is, yeah, this meant a lot, because I had to work. Way harder. Good. Well, congratulations on a great race. Always good to chat with you, Mark. And uh, I'd really like to see you go get some good rest right now. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Thanks yeah. Sorry, Mr. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Ned Fulmer. I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. <laughs> I don't. We, <laughs> we talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to, to <laughs> go back here, I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, 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 ACAST recommends. recommends.